0: Uh, it is, as always, good to be here on a Sunday with each of you. Uh, God has and continues to have uh, a plan for us and working through that. May we continue to trust and obey him as he moves. Uh, may we continue to move in holy boldness in that. Um, will you pray with me? Father, we uh, thank you for allowing us the freedom and the ability to even come together and worship corporately. Father, let us not take that for granted. Uh, Today, may your Holy Spirit move and may we walk away more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. You will know if you've been coming that we have been in the month of January looking specifically at Rest and the sermon series has been redeeming rest. Uh, We started several weeks ago, and although we had plans for other people besides me to preach, it worked out that I am on week number three of preaching. Uh, Which I'm not complaining, I enjoy preaching, and hopefully, if you're complaining, you're keeping it to yourself. Uh, several weeks ago, Sergeant April came and preached about the Sabbath and the importance of the Sabbath. That Sabbath was made for man, not man, or that man was made for the Sabbath, right? And that we should be resting, taking that time to rest and reconnect with uh, God. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about resting in God's word. Uh, and the importance of knowing what scripture says importance of studying and understanding it and how do we rest in god's word you ever get real tired like real tired and part of it's because you're hungry you need to eat friends spiritually tired if you are not consuming the scripture you are not you are malnourished spiritually read your bible last week we talked about emotional rest and the importance of taking time to refill spiritually and emotionally. If you remember, we looked at Moses, who just about had enough, about up to here, with being the leader of all these people that were complaining all the time. And God's answer to him was what? Take my presence. And we looked at Elijah, and you remember that? Elijah, who essentially got underneath a bush and, and essentially wished he would just be dead. And the angel said, here, have a snack, take a nap. And he woke up and the angel said, hey, eat some more, take another nap. <laughs> then he woke up and he traveled and God showed up then. After sending his, the, the angel, the messenger, God showed up and said, what? To Elijah, take my presence. And then we talked about Jesus and Jesus saying, take my yoke upon you for my burden is easy and light. Again, you're emotionally exhausted. God's answer is always his presence. And today we're looking at something a little different resting in community. And when we planned this six months ago and putting together all of these series, when we looked at this, we specifically wanted to attach it to a family connect day, which is what we have today. And I don't know about you, but I'm excited to be going into the banquet hall and seeing what kind of desserts were made by some of you in this room. Uh, I will abstain from most of them, because I should. Uh, but we have some soups going on too, and just I love Family Connect Sunday. Even though today the kids aren't with us, normally that happens. Um, Major Amanda was too excited about getting to do Booth Bucks, which she's calling Crock Bucks, because we're at the Crock. And if you want to know more about that, ask Major Amanda, uh, because they get to go shopping today with their Crock Bucks. Uh, And so she was too excited about that, uh, which is fine, I guess. Although I I do love when the kids are in here with us. Resting in community. Your community is important. Who's around you is important. Who you build around yourself or allow yourself to be around often is important. And, friends, we as the body of Christ need each other. We just do the way God made us. From the very beginning if you remember when you read when God made Adam, what did he say after he made him? You remember? It is not good for you to be by yourself. I'm paraphrasing. And he made Eve. It is not good. Now sometimes we need that. I just need a a couple moments with me. like I, I just need a break. Sometimes we need that. Even Jesus, right, needed that. Imagine wandering around in the desert with twelve dudes following you, no running water, must smell, just need a break. We'll go up on that mountain, guys. You stay down here. <laughs> Going up and intentional in his time and spending with God the Father. But we also need each other. We rely on each other. We the body of believers should be different than the world. Well, why do we need each other? Well, one, we need each other for strength. Many of you know, some of you in this room are going through some stuff right now. Some of it I know, and some of it I might not know. You're going through stuff right now. You don't have to do that by yourself. Don't do that by yourself. Asking for help is not a weakness. Ecclesiastes chapter four, starting with the ninth verse says this, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And a a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Scripture laying out to us, it's good for us to be in community. Because sometimes I fall down. And sometimes when I fall down, I need you to pick me up. And some of you do it and don't even realize you're doing it to me. And I appreciate that. Sometimes when you share the amazing blessings that are happening in your life, you don't know what that does to pick me up. We are always better together. Always. God created us for community. Look to scripture where it says there is one body, but many parts. We make up one body, but each of you is a part of the body. Not one more important than the other. We need each other. Or look to scripture where it talks about, um, above all, love each other deeply. Now, sometimes that's easier said than done. Sometimes we... uh, exacerbate one another sometimes we uh, annoy one another but above all that love each other deeply or where scripture says live in harmony with one another community of believers gives us strength you don't have to do it by yourself Don't do it by yourself. I find the older I get, (laughs) I find the longer I'm in spiritual leadership over people, the more I recognize that I don't have to fake it. You know what I mean? I don't have to pretend that I'm something I'm not. I don't have to pretend to have it all together. I don't have to pretend that I'm having a great day when I'm not. I don't have to pretend, in fact, it's better if I don't. Sometimes the trappings of being a Christian is we act like we have to have it all together, and you just don't. No one expects that of you. What is expected, though, is that we love, with, love one another and bear with one another. Community is good for strength. Community is good also for something we're gonna do in a little bit, fellowship. I love fellowship. I'm not good at a lot. I think I'm okay with that. I think I'm pretty good at fellowship. Uh, I think I'm pretty good company sometimes. 1 John 1 7 says this, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son cleanses us from all sin. If we walk in the light as Christ is in the light, we have fellowship together. Now, I love fellowship. Again, fellowship is my like favorite because I like to laugh. I like to attempt to attempt to make other people laugh. Sometimes it works out. My daughter thinks it never works out. Thank you, Amelia. (laughs) There's this joy in getting to fellowship with one another. One of my favorite parts of the week is one Bible study on Thursday night, but the other part happens just before that. And it's dominoes, sitting around a table, playing dominoes with a bunch of guys. What's the spiritual thing there? Fellowshiping with one another, bearing with one another, asking, hey, how was your day? Telling stories, getting to know each other better. Fellowshiping should never be overlooked as something that's... Uh, yeah, it's important. No, no, it is. It's very important. And frankly, here in this church, I've, I've been stationed to a number of commands uh, throughout the Salvation Army. This one's our sixth, my sixth, Amanda's eighth. Uh, she, again, she outranks me, so she has two more on me. Uh, but this one's the best at fellowship that I've been to. You're just good at it. You enjoy each other's presence. It's funny, as we've, as we've developed these Family Connect Sundays, if you remember when we first started, we had like a theme around it all the time and there was a game we were going to play and all that. If you've kept coming since then, we don't do that as much. And it's not because we don't want to plan those things. It's because you guys enjoy each other's company anyway. Why would I put a game in the middle of getting in the way of you guys conversing? and? Working? It's amazing to watch. How different people from different backgrounds, from different areas, enjoy each other's presence. That, that's the kingdom of God. When we get to heaven, we're going to fellowship with a whole bunch of people from all over. Not just places, but times and in, in our history. From different denominations and different... How cool is that going to be? When we leave fellowshipping with each other, resting in that community, when when we walk away from fellowshipping with one another after we've done that, we should feel energized. We should feel excited, like, up, oh, that was a great time I got to spend today. One of the other things that helps gives us rest when we're in community is not just through strength, Because sometimes when I'm weak, obviously Christ is strong. But also in some of my own personal weakness, you're good at those things. Not just through fellowship and enjoying one another's company. Because I just love people. People are the best, man. They are so much fun to be around. But also Encouragement. Resting in community talk means we encourage one another. And not as the world does. The world's different with that. No, no. We encourage one another in a more biblical, spiritual way. 1 Thessalonians 5, 9 through 11 says this For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to, wrath to, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, Encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together at some as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. You ever had a rough day And someone just says something to you that turns that. And you weren't expecting that. It just came out of nowhere. You ever had that? Man, I have. That's a great feeling. You've ever had a great day? And someone says something to you out of nowhere that isn't encouraging and it wrecks your day? You have had that too. It doesn't feel as good. Friends, encouragement takes work. Not receiving, but giving. And let me encourage you to encourage others. It takes work because you have to know the person, you have to be led by the Holy Spirit. Fake encouragement, like saying to me, you're a great cook, like that I would know you're lying if you said that to me, doesn't ring true. When someone gives you encouragement of something that you know, like, I don't know. (laughs) No. That's where fellowship's important. Because you learn about your fellow brother and sister in Christ. I learn about what you're good at, what you're passionate about, what you care about, what you're struggling with. I learn about those things because encouragement isn't just about, you know, Miss Grace, you make amazing desserts. And she does, and we all know that, right? Miss Grace also is a great alto horn player. and We could go on, but I don't want to make it all about Miss Grace, even though I love her. Encouragements also, how's your son? How's your health? What can I do to help you? You see, you also need to know what's going on in their lives. and that's the importance of being in community and fellowship is to know what's happening what's going on in each other's lives so that you can encourage one another when things are great and when things just aren't that great it takes work but you've all received encouragement that changed your day maybe changed your month, maybe changed your life. Friends, trust in the Holy Spirit. Allow him to guide your your tongue and what you say and how you say it to others. Soften your heart, sharpen your mind. And you, you can change someone's life with a couple simple words. That's the authority and power God has given us. Let us not wield it unruly. As James talks about the tongue, how it's a sharp, double edged sword. Let us not, let us tame that. Let us encourage one another. Quick to listen, slow to speak. That's hard. That's hard. So in resting in community, we receive strength. We we allow fellowship to happen where we where learn about each other so that we may encourage one another. But this last one, this last one isn't going to sound much like resting to you, but that's okay. We're gonna get there. In community, one of the things that we have to do for one another is hold each other accountable. That's not easy. That's not fun. And yet, it's vitally important. You know, you've heard it said uh, in Proverbs twenty-seven, seventeen: as iron sharpens iron, so does one person sharpen another. Our community, our body of believers, we should be sharpening one another. We should be encouraging one another. We should be pointing out some things that maybe we can work on together. I just, I want to be better. I continuously want to be better, not for my sake, but for the name of Christ. And I can hear you say, but Major, doesn't Jesus say? In Mark 7, 1 through 5, do not judge or you too will be judged. Didn't Jesus say that? How do we hold one another accountable if we're not supposed to judge each other? Well, let's continue on with what Jesus says there. Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why? Do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Friends, this morning, allow the Holy Spirit to recognize To help you recognize the plank that's in your eye. So that it may be removed. So that you then may help remove the speck in your brother or sister's eye. If we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us to remove anything that offends him, then we will be better suited to help others around us. That's what Jesus is talking about. He says, don't judge or you too shall be judged. But it goes on to say, you're judging and you're still in your sin. You're still in your issues. Allow God to help remove those from you. Now, don't misunderstand. I'm not talking about being perfect. That's not what I'm talking about. But what I am talking about is allowing the Holy Spirit to sanctify you, to make you like Christ, holy. And part of that is, even though there might be some imperfections in you, and there are, and there are with me, that God can still use you. That God can still not only use you, but when those things show up in your life, God can convict you. You see, it's not that you're not going to mess up. It's that when you mess up, you recognize it. And you work through forgiveness for it. God talks about be holy as I, the Lord your God, am holy. And friends, that is what we need to work to sanctification. And the only way that happens is if we allow God to remove anything that offends him, anything that is in the way of him using us. Here's the hard thing anything. Trust in the Holy Spirit to guide and lead you. Because I can't tell you what exactly that is for each and every one of you standing here. But I have a feeling you probably have an idea. Trust the Holy Spirit. But I can also hear you say, but major... How is accountability restful? If you have someone in your life that loves you enough to speak truth in love to you, that is an amazing thing. An amazing thing. We shouldn't take for granted. And moreover, Scripture talks about Jesus says what? And you've heard me say this over and over again because I believe it with all that I have because we misquote it. And we gotta get it right. Jesus says they you will know, they will know that you are Christians by your love for one another. We always leave off that for one another off. So we always say by your love. Yes. But specifically, how we love each other as believers, how we interact with one another as believers. That's how they will know. They being those who aren't a part of the believers yet. How do you treat your fellow believer? Do you encourage them? Do you have fellowship with them? Do you hold them accountable when you need to in a loving way? I love each and you enough to allow the Holy Spirit to work through me to make a difference in your life. The truth is the church needs you. And I don't mean this church. I don't mean this building. I mean the universal church needs you. There has never been or will there ever be anyone quite like you. There just won't be ever again. You are one of a kind. They literally, God broke that mold after making you. And we need your part. It's like in a band. If you're missing that one, it just doesn't sound the same. This morning, are you resting in community? Are you allowing the community around you, this body of believers, to speak into you? You see, it's not just about coming on Sunday. It's not just about sitting in these seats, uh, even though all of you are very far away. Some of you are closer, and I appreciate it. It's not about sitting in these seats. It's not about singing the songs. It's not about even the sermon or any of that. What it is about is allowing God to have fellowship with you. What it is about is you and me Having community with one another. That's what communion is. It's communion with God. It's community with God. That's what it is. We had all these fancy things to it, but we should be in community with God the Father. If you remember in Ecclesiastes, in a cord of three strings cannot easily be broken. You, me, and him. Cannot easily be broken. This morning, how is your relationship with Christ? How is it? No one's judging. All that matters is that you get it right with God. And if you have sinned against someone, you get it right with them. All that matters is that you and I love one another. I love God deeply. As you know, Jesus says, Teacher, what's, what's the two greatest commandments? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the second is like the first. Love your neighbor as yourself. I put on everything all the time. If you're if we're friends on social media or if you see any card that I ever signed, you will know there's always two words I put on almost everything. Love wins. That's why. It's a reminder to me to love God and love other people. This morning, as we have music playing, are you resting in community? Are you resting in you and me together, the body of believers? You don't have to do it by yourself. You shouldn't do it by yourself. Stop trying to do it by yourself. Won't you come this morning and receive more of what God has for you?